shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Health and Wealth Podcast with your hosts, Tim and Carter. What's trending in Richards? Carter Wilcoxon, founder of CSI Financial Group here with my co-host and former wealth advisor, Tim James, founder of chemicalfreebody.com and your new health advisor. This is the show where we reveal the connection between physical and financial abundance. Hey, welcome back. And Richards, Carter Wilcoxon here coming to you along with my co-host, Mr. Chemical Free Body, Tim James himself coming uh, from uh, Portland, Oregon. How is the weather treating you right now, Tim? Because we just had daylight savings and hopefully that means that, I don't know, the, the weather's getting warmer now. It's springtime. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, it's it's it is. It's it's overcast. Um today it's dry, which is rare. Uh, it'll probably rain on me later. It rained yesterday. But um it's just kind of a beautiful day. You know, if you're a photographer, it's uh this is a great area to be in because uh you know, overcast is the way to go for photography. You don't think about that, but you know, sunshine and bright, it's tough. If you're a photographer, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, come to Portland and get some great photos. It's always overcast here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so this this weekend uh, in Richards, I had my uh, men's club championship qualifier where my son and Tim, you always like to make fun. We always get golf involved somehow in here, right? Here we go again. Let me just <laughs> let me just throw it out there just real fast. I had the men's club championship qualifier on Friday. Um, I took I worked from home in the morning Then I had an afternoon tea time. Don't worry, Richards. I'm working plenty. Don't I can promise you. Um, but uh, but my son caddied for me and it was a it was an awesome experience to be able to have him out there i was absolutely beat now i did not end up qualifying i missed qualifying by two shots um it was it was 30 guys for 16 spots the guy who qualified first and got the number one seed shot three under just to give you an idea at my at my golf course but um it was uh it was the experience it was the it was the memory right and a lot of times I think we tend to forget, and especially most of our listenership, our advisors, you got to have some balance in your life. And, and spending that time with my son, who was 15 and an aspiring golfer, you know, what was so great was he got a chance to sort of like see me like roles reversed because I've been there for him as he's been a junior golfer. And I've caddied many times for him, but he got to see what it was like from a, the player's perspective. But it wasn't just like any player. It was his dad. Right. So mm-hmm. he was absolutely positive the entire time. And if it wasn't for him, I'd have probably uh, missed the cut by 10 shots instead of two. But it was fun. It was awesome. So that's cool. Yeah. So anyway, Tim James, I got to tell you, I'm super, super stoked. And I know I normally say how excited I am about my having my guest on everything, but I am really, really excited about this guest today because Shauna, the tax goddess uh, and CSI Financial Group Mm -hmm. and, and Epic Services, are forming a relationship that is meant to really catapult and bring a unique, comprehensive, additional team of specialists to the advisors that we work with and their clientele. And we're going to get into that definitely in the second segment. But coming to us uh, from Scottsdale, Arizona as well, right across town, Shauna, the tax goddess, how are you doing? I am fantastic. I am perfectly happy that we don't have an overcast day and there's plenty of sunshine. So photographers go to Portland and stay out of Scottsdale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's awesome. Well, uh, hey, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. I, I really am excited about, you know, uh, not only learning more on a personal level, you know, we've been sort of vetting each other, I guess, if you will, over the last few months and everything. And I think now 
uh, with uh, the opening that we had for the for the podcast. Timing was great. Now I'm going to get a chance to to learn more about you and our Richards. We're going to get a chance to to get a good sense of what the tax goddess is all about and everything. So um, let's go ahead and just you know jump right on into it. You know, I, I like to ask this question on, you know. It's unique. You're, I think you're the first or maybe the second CPA, and you're going to get more in, in detail about what level of a CPA you, you are, I know. Um, but I, I'm always interested on, on how anybody in the financial services gets into this. So so take us back, if you will, you know, if it was grade school, if like you just had this love for numbers, whatever it was, an influencer or whatever it might be. Share with the enrichers, you know, your backstory on, on what initially brought you into the financial services business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so where I would like to start the story is I actually started off in astrophysics. I was going to work for JPL, Jet Propulsion Labs. That was my dream. That's what I wanted to do. It's what I'd wanted to do since I was 12, right? Was work in space. That was always the big thing. Uh, so clearly mind for numbers, mind for problem solving. That was always a part of it. <clears throat> and effectively what happened, get to college, do the first couple of years, uh, you know, doing, doing the sciences, I'm absolutely in love, finish my second year in college, go to talk to the dean of the college. Very long story short, have an appointment with him. He doesn't turn around for a 45 minute appointment. He's sitting in his chair with his back to me for 45 minutes only to find out that basically I was never really going to have any free time to travel. I'm a huge travel bug. Uh, no free time to travel it was going to take me at least 10 years to get my PhD to even be able to apply to JPL in the first place. Um, and really, even if I made it there, I'd probably be taken home somewhere between 40 and $60,000 a year, which is not enough to travel. It's just not right. Not in my world, not enough to travel. So, I left the science department, to be honest, being really upset. This was my dream. This was my goal. This is always what I wanted. Uh, thank goodness my mother, who, side note, is my goddess and also a chartered accountant from Canada, so effectively a CPA. Um, she said, well, why don't we go talk to the business college? Let's go talk to the engineering college. Let's see. You know, you've got this mind for numbers. Let's see where else you can go with this. Okay. Engineering college. Okay, but effectively the same thing, okay? Business college, totally different. Accounting, finance, you can have your travel, you can make a little more money, you can do what you wanna do. Great, switch to the business college. Got to the end of my four year, I double majored in accounting and finance, hated it. <clears throat> Absolutely hated it. Worst decision in my mind at 21, worst decision I had ever made in my entire life. I was going back to the sciences, doesn't matter. It was terrible. And the reason it was terrible was because for me, it was all about recording history, not about planning, not about strategy, not about figuring out how to make things work the way I wanted to make them work. It was all about history. And thank goodness, again, my mother, my goddess said, well, why don't you take a tax class, right? Tax is about, you have a set of rules, but how do you use this set of rules to get where you want to go? took a tax class, fell in love. That was the beginning of a very long romance at this point, right? Absolutely fell in love with taxes. Now, many people say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, can you say that again? You did what? You fell in love with <clears throat> taxes? Is that what you said? Uh, yeah. You 
Get it all worked up. <laughs> yeah, you probably didn't fall in love with paying taxes, what they probably thought they were. <clears throat> exactly. I fell in love with figuring out how to use the laws and use the strategies to keep taxes, keep them in your pocket. And that was my favorite bet. So started a journey, ended up getting my master's in taxation, uh, worked for KPMG. I'm a CPA, you know, strategy, education. So now I'm the top of the top of the top of the top of the top in the tax strategy world. I'm actually ranked in the top 1% in the country for U.S. tax strategy. So that's the background. That was a backstory. Wow. So, um, so you mentioned your mom, uh, mm -hmm. Canadian. Yes. So I'll make a safe assumption then you're at least part Canadian. I am I am still Canadian. I am a dual citizen, Canadian oh. and US. Oh well well share a little bit of that journey on how you got from uh from Canada to Scottsdale. Absolutely. So I'll have to say it was when I was young, right? My this is I think how I ended up about 40% of our practice is real estate. And I think it comes from this, it stems from this. Uh my family in Canada was always about real estate hotels, uh, apartment complexes, condos, whatever it was. Uh, Scottsdale, Arizona is a massive snowbird place, right? Tons of Canadians come down from Vancouver, from Edmonton, from Calgary, straight down to Scottsdale, Arizona. So she sold her last hotel in Canada, dragged me and my sister. I was 12. My sister was five at the time, dragged us down here to Scottsdale. And I think my favorite story is that apparently when I was 12, she moved us here in August. Now, for oh. those of you that don't know, yeah, Carter, you know, for those of you that don't know Arizona in August, it's 120 degrees and you can fry an egg on the sidewalk, right? <laughs> so here I am at 12 saying at 18, I moved back to Canada. I am not staying here. This is not happening. And uh, of course, by the time I hit 18, yeah, now I'm permanently in Scottsdale. I love Scottsdale. It's great. You know, these kinds of things. But yeah, so we followed the snowbirds down, and uh, so most of my adult life has been here in the in Scottsdale. So, gotcha. So, um, so when you ended up moving out here, then did you did you attend you know just a, a regular uh, high school and stuff like that? And what was that transition? You know, going from like schooling in Canada because I have no idea. I'm assuming it's fairly similar to like schooling here in the states. It really actually isn't. And this is probably terrible to admit. You're asking me my deepest, starkest secrets here, Carter. I don't know about this. Um, you know, I'm just curious. <laughs> Richards want to know too. And there we go. So uh, coming from Canada, so let's see. I When I moved here, I was going to start in seventh grade, right? Here in the States, it was seventh grade was the beginning. Yeah. So when I moved here, got into seventh grade, I was already educated at an American 11th grade level. So massive difference in the education, uh, which, you know, so I went to public school for seventh and eighth grade, and then I went into a private school. So I was able to take advanced classes, you know, AP, I was able to get college credits, those kinds of things. Uh, but yeah, I, I was fairly advanced. So my first couple of years, I kind of goofed off a little bit because I really didn't need to study all that hard. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, good or bad. Now I'm an absolute educationaholic. I love learning, love, love, love learning. I spent all day yesterday, uh, learning about nothing except customer experience. So I definitely love to learn anything, any topic. Um, side note, I've always considered myself a little bit of a James Bond. And let me explain what I mean there. If I don't know a skill, I will do whatever it takes to learn a skill. 
So over this uh, COVID period, when many of us were locked down, all the rest of it, I have now learned how to use power tools, big, big power tools, like table saws and miter saws and all this kind of stuff. Uh, I've built cabinetry, so I've got an entire woodworking skill set now. So um, all about the James Bond skill sets in anything I can ever learn. So. Wow. Awesome. All right. So, so transition us from the time you graduated high school, private okay. school, obviously yes. you graduated, right? Yes. Um, and then um, the, uh, where, where do you, where are you looking for your next level of education? Are you, are you ever thinking to yourself, maybe I'm going to go to college in Canada or were you dead set on living here in the States once you were graduated? Yeah, once I had graduated high school, I mean, by then, you know, all your friends are here, all of your relationships are here, that kind of thing. So you, you understand what it's like during the season. The weather's pretty awesome. Yeah, right. Yo, super awesome. Yeah, that 120 is my favorite. Um, well, and again, travel bug, right? Remember, I mentioned travel bugs. So yep. we'll come back to that, I have no doubt. But uh, yeah, so basically finished high school, went to uh, University of Arizona, which is in Tucson. Uh, and because I was in the sciences, they have one of the top astronomical programs in the country. So for astronomy, that's where you go is U of A, which just happened to still be here in Arizona. Uh, after the whole thing with the advisor, you know, the, the head of the science department and the advisors and the switching to business, the master's in taxation program that I took, Arizona State University is ranked number three in the country for state tax, for, I'm sorry, for uh, taxation studies, for their master's program in taxation. So um, I am definitely, as you've heard me say a couple of times, I love my mama, right? And she's here in Arizona and I'm here in Arizona and that works out just fine. Uh, and getting ranked in the third school in the country was great. You know, really went from, and of course, if if you have any listeners that are U of A or ASU, can I, can I tell a story? Can I tell yes. a quick story? It, it's this oh yeah. Can I tell a story? Okay. So, so being Canadian, I love hockey. I mean, obviously, right? Like this is, this is just an obvious it's thing. You were born in it, born in the blood, right? So there was one game and I will never forget it where ASU was playing U of A in a hockey match. Okay. okay. And to be fair, I said, well, listen, I'm Canadian. I love hockey. Both of these are my schools, right? My undergrad, and my master's, both yep. are my schools. I'm going to sit in the middle of the rink as close as I can get to the middle of the rink. And I'm going to cheer for whichever team is losing. That felt the most fair to me. Okay. So I'm, I'm cheering. I think U of A at that point was losing, right? I'm cheering huge dude sitting next to me. Now I'm five foot nine. I'm not exactly petite. Okay. I'm a redhead. For those of you that can't see me, I am a, I am a wild redhead. Okay. Uh, huge dude, six foot five, six foot six football player shoulders. I mean, big guy stands up next to me and says, why are you cheering for that school? They suck. Well, obviously he's ASU and I'm cheering for U of A and now we got a problem. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I'm trying to explain, I'm trying to be fair. You know, fairness is a big thing for me as a person I'm trying to be fair. I'm trying to whatever. He throws a haymaker at me. What? Right. Haymaker, big dude, five foot nine woman throws a haymaker. Now, side note, we hadn't gotten to this part in our conversation way back when, when I was 16, I was trained in martial arts. I'm technically, I'm a brown belt in Northern Shaolin Kung Fu. I moved out of the way. You throw a haymaker, you're moving that slow. I just moved. He fell behind me, 
into the bleachers because of course he had had a little bit to drink, right? Mm. Me and my friends just got up, moved away. He's screaming down the, you know, screaming at us, whatever. I'm like, yeah, whatever, honey, it's fine. It's a hockey game. I mean, I guess there's going to be a fight. You just fought the bench and lost. So (laughs) anyway, Uh, (laughs) sorry for the side tangent, but yeah, so... (laughs) So anybody that's ASU, U of A, I always like to say, listen, I try to play fair, both both my alma maters, right? I try to play fair. Um, but yeah, you know, from there went on to career, right? So uh, worked with KPMG, which was one of the four remaining big, big international accounting firms and uh, really did a Goldilocks kind of thing. So really big firm, medium-sized firm, small private firm, learning the different skill sets from those different companies. And then it'll be 18 years this August of 2022, uh, opened up Tax Goddess and Elle Voila, we now have Tax Goddess. So. Voila, here we are. So yeah. so the uh, the whole U of A ASU thing, um, which <laughs> is you know interesting. I mean, I, I've been here for 25 years. Ironically, I moved here in August, so I know exactly what yeah. you now I moved here from Kansas City, not quite the same as moving from Canada, right? Yeah. Kansas City, it was still hot and humid in the summertime. It's it's yeah. sticky. I hate it, which is why I love Phoenix because I don't mind the heat. I hate the humidity. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a humidity person whatsoever. I even think San Diego is humid, right? When I go there, anyway. Um, so Tim, we're so happy that you are in Portland. That's all we have to say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So. Uh, the uh, the the ASU, yes. You got your your degree there. Is that the WP Carey School of Business? Is that what you have? Correct. Ended? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're ranked in the third top three of the Masters of Taxation specifically. So yeah. Oh right. Well, I mean the WP School of Business is. I mean that's a pretty big. Oh, they're very highly ranked. Right. Yeah. 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 And I suppose I mean the department specifically for taxation because right. you have the I think the number one is in Colorado, number two is in California. And number three is here in, at ASU. So, wow. So, um, now where was just out of curiosity, going back to your your hockey story, <laughs> since you're a travel bug and everything. Yeah. Were you now? This is postgraduate, right? When you went to this game. Yeah, it was. It, I think I was just about to graduate or something like that. It was right near the end there. Yeah. So, okay, so the game was actually at Wells Fargo Arena. I'm assuming, or. Um, some local I wish I could tell you I mean you know ice hockey is not exactly a big sport in Arizona right Right. so I was impressed that U of A and Arizona State both you know Arizona teams actually even had an ice hockey team but when I heard they had one I'm like well we have to go you know yeah so so and your game plan was I'm just going to root for the team that's losing exactly I figured that was the most fair thing you know fair is very important to me and I figured well I mean I went to both there you go. So yeah, yeah, and interesting. So um, yeah. Well, obviously we have the Phoenix Coyotes here. So I yes. And of course they originally were the Winnipeg Jets, I think, or they they came from Canada. Originally. They came from Canada. Well, because Gretzky came down. He was the one. I mean, Gretzky's from Edmonton, Alberta, where I'm from originally. So yeah, when when Gretzky came down, I'm like, oh yay! We were hoping. Anyway, yeah. Th- yeah, we could go off on a whole range. <laughs> Right from Edmonton Oilers to the LA Kings, and now exactly, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. But uh, I just know that there's a lot of former hockey teams that are no longer there that ended up, um, you know, moving from from Canada uh, yeah. down here. And then, of course, ironically, I was just having a conversation. Uh, speaking of, of golf again, one of our assistant pros moved here 
from Canada. And I was talking about, I was like, I was like, you probably don't remember the Montreal Expos, do you? He goes, Oh man, I tell, I totally remember. And there was a great team and yeah. And yeah. I used to love watching them. They were really cool. Yeah. Or, they're not there any longer either. <sighs> the way of the world life, nothing is constant, but change death and taxes. Right. So there you go. Which is why you got into the uh, business that you're in, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, um, is there any other like little tidbits of stories that you want to share? Maybe one travel story that you've been somewhere in the world that you're like, if I could just live there forever or I would travel there and, and go there multiple times. Um, is there a favorite destination for you? So favorite? Yes, kind of. Let's back up. So far, I've been to 67 countries and counting. So th wow. there's a lot stories we could talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Um, some of the most spectacular things I've ever seen on the, on the, across the whole planet. Okay. Uh, Thailand is the place I would go back to and go back to and go back to. I think I've been back seven times so far. Okay. Uh, the deserts in Tunisia are absolutely spectacular. The salt flats in Tunisia, that's uh, Northern Africa. Um, Egypt, I can actually read Egyptian hieroglyphs. So quick story, I was with my sister, we were in some of the underground, uh, the Valley of the Kings, and I was reading the hieroglyphs off of the wall, explaining to her what the story is and who are we looking at, and what's going on. Turn around, there's a group of like 30 tourists behind us going, oh, are you an Egyptologist? And like, no, I'm a CPA. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think, um, well, I think that that's really good because like most consumers think that the tax code in doing taxes is hieroglyphics. Hi hieroglyphics <laughs> you know what? No one's ever said that to me. You are exactly right. Maybe that's why I'm so darn good at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were too funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I think out of everything. Um, so I think with both of you, you guys have seen something called a, a lightning bug, right? A little light mm -hmm. bug and they fly yeah, around. We used to catch them in the mason jars back in and Kentucky. My mom's in the summertime. In the summertime. So one of the most spectacular things I've ever seen anywhere on the planet uh, was New Zealand. I was underground in, in a wetsuit with a headlamp with a floating, <clears throat> like an inner tube. Uh, we were floating down an underground river, got to a point, uh, the guide said, okay, everybody turn off, turn off your headlamps. And as your eyes started to adjust, pitch black, pitch black. I mean, you could not see your hand in front of your face, pitch black. And as your eyes started to adjust, millions of little tiny points of light all over the inside of this cave. I mean, this cave, he told us the cave was about the size of a football field. I mean, huge thing. Uh, and they were glow worms. So in New Zealand, they have glow worms and they live inside caves, they live in forests. So that was what that was. It literally felt like floating in space because you're floating on a river. It was absolutely spectacular. So there's some, there's some pretty cool things in the world. Um, if you ever want to talk to travel stories, you let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we know definitely who to come to, but... Uh... <laughs> But I know I know that uh, the tax goddess, Shauna, the tax goddess and Richards that uh, you're hearing these stories on, you know, um, it, it's been it's been wonderful getting a chance to, you know, hear a little bit more of your backstory and everything as, as we've, you know, been cultivating our business, you know, relationship and everything. And, and we're very excited about, you know, what we're going to be bringing to, um, you know, potential enrichers that listen to the show, you know, and their clients and everything. But uh, 
you know, you, I knew you had some pretty interesting stories, but that, uh, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily expecting the haymaker story. That was, that was pretty crazy. I'll tell you what, all the good bits in life, right? You never know what's coming. So you better learn how to move fast. Yeah. That sounded like a, a Ferris Bueller. Ooh, maybe pretty fast. If I'm copy, if I'm copywriting, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> all, well, the all, dogs are excited. They're barking, so it must be. You know the goods and the bads. Yes, sorry about that. They no, that's good. We like we like dogs. Like dogs. <laughs> and you know, I I don't even have to use my. That's my soundboard. So we have dogs, so we don't need it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, um, well, great backstory. Um, I wasn't expecting, uh, the CPA to come on and have a bubbly personality and, you know, tell us stories about getting somebody trying to punch her drunk in a, in a hockey game. So that's cool. Uh, we talked about fireflies and all kinds of stuff. So now we'll take a break and when we get back, let's dive into like what you're doing like right now to help people in your practice with these hieroglyphics that, um, we call taxes. We'll be right back. Estate planning. What does that even mean? When the inevitable happens for everyone on this planet, your estate plan kicks into action. But first, let's start with what an estate is. An estate is simply everything you own. Now, here's the issue and what needs to be understood when this event occurs. You only have two choices on this plan. Number one, either you plan how your estate gets handed out and distributed to those you leave behind. Or number two, your state decides who gets everything you own. For the first time ever, you can now take complete and total control of this plan that you've been deprived of for most of your life and generations before you. You can get personalized assistance along the way with a team of specialists whose job it is to make sure you have true peace of mind. It's important to understand that estate planning is a journey and rest assured that our team will be available to you all along the way and at every step. Welcome to eState Plan, home of the last estate plan you'll ever need. To learn more, make sure to reach out to your local advisor licensed with us or go to our website for more information. What's up, Enrichers? Tim James here. I'm back with my co-host, Carter Wilcoxon. In the house today, we've got Shauna Wickerling. Just kidding. That was her last name, but I pronounced it right. It's the one name. Carter brings all these guests on. They have crazy names. I can never pronounce them. I got this one right, but we're not going to call her by her last name. We're just going to call her the tax goddess. We're calling Thank her you. the tax goddess. Shauna <laughs> the tax goddess. So we're back. And now, Shauna, we had fun stories, great stories uh, on the intro and stuff. Now I want you to kind of, you know, get in with Carter here and, like, what are you doing? Um, I'm obviously it's uh, you're a super tax decoder. Um, I've got some questions, but what do, what do you, what separates you from you know the rest of the CPAs out there um, besides your bubbly personality? I was just about to say besides the personality. Um, yes. So so let's back up. There are according to Google, there are six hundred and sixty thousand CPAs in all of the U.S. Okay. A CPA can do multiple things. They could be a CFO. They could be a forensic CPA. They could be an auditing CPA. Uh, so when you start looking at specialization within the CPA field, so there's 660,000 just general CPAs, 60,000 that have masters in taxation. 
So our group, our 60,000 group, specializes in taxation. On top of that, you have something called a certified tax coach. So we specifically look at tax strategy. There's only 607 of us certified tax coaches. And out of those 607, there are 15 that are certified as certified tax strategists. So we are the top of the top of the top of the top of the people that specialize in tax strategy. Now, on top of that, one more little extra thing, they will not tell us who's number one. They will only tell us the top three, but I've spoken to the other two and I'm pretty sure I know where we rank, but you know, we're in the top three. So top three of 660,000 CPAs, I'm pretty pleased. Now with that, many people say, well, listen, I mean, my CPA does strategy and I always like to bring up the question. All right. When, so, when do they do strategy? That's hmm, a good. When, how much have they saved you is a big thing. And specifically a great, you know, we, we tax goddess never wants to break up a loving home. Okay. Tax strategy is separate from tax preparation. And many people don't understand that. So when you're looking at preparing a tax return, typically, you know, you, the year is over, December 31st has passed. You're gathering up all your documents. You're gathering up all your receipts. You're going to turn them over to the CPA. They're going to file your tax return by April 15th. Okay. Once the year is over, there's not a whole lot of tweaking or changing or things that you can really do. Year's over. Whatever you did is what you did. Okay. A tax strategist comes in way before that, January of the tax year, and says, okay, what do we need to change right now to be able to get your profit lower so your taxes are lower? Okay. Now, many times we hear, you know, what I will call a, a good standard CPA say, well, we should fund a 401k program and we should buy a new car but there's only so many new cars that you need, right? I mean, you don't need a new car every single year. You don't need a fleet of 10 Escalades, right? At some point, you've had enough of buying the cars. Fine, funding a 401k is a good thing, but those are two strategies out of Tax Goddess looks at about 380 strategies to help you keep money in your pocket, reducing the profit instead of handing it over to the government. So I would say that's probably the biggest difference well i mean so we we've talked about uh you know pretty deeply on a uh, on a regular basis a weekly basis right i know that you've been working with my business partner andrew victor and you guys are you know putting a lot a lot of things together and obviously he's got that type of a mind so you guys are a couple of beautiful minds talking to one another <laughs> and it's like you put, you put all the tax nerds in a room we're good we're very happy with yeah. each other yes yeah, totally <laughs> Um, but you have this thing uh, that you call the dope sheet, right? And that kind uh, of <laughs> I, I don't call it that, but that's no. very sweet of you. Your partner calls it the dope sheet. Which oh, makes that's me cool. happy. Yes. What we, the technical name is strategic tax coaching. So STC, strategic tax coaching. Uh, there's a website on that if you want to go check it out. Uh, but yeah, that is the process. <clears throat> by which we go through a, a client's tax returns. We ask them questions about their, their world, their personal world, their financial world, their business world. 
the process by which we work with financial advisors so that really what we're doing is becoming a part of the financial team to bring in that tax strategy expertise into a, a group surrounding a client. So that might have, it might have a CPA, probably has a bookkeeper, probably has a financial advisor, might have an insurance advisor, uh, lawyers, you know, all sorts of people there in that financial group. Yeah, so so one of the things obviously that it that intrigued us when we got introduced to you, and, and I guess I got to give a shout out to uh, to D Rack Dennis Rackers, uh, longtime friend of mine. I've known him for over twenty or right at twenty years anyway, and uh, you know he introduced us to you originally, thankfully. And uh, there there was so much symmetry between and philosophical alignment be, between all of the the interested parties that I was like I was like man, we just need to make you part of our extended team, right? That bring in this multidisciplinary team approach to advisors to help them, number one, have a team of specialists that they can lean on that ultimately helps with not only client acquisition, right, but also differentiates you in that pursuit of, of client acquisition. But ultimately, by becoming a an extension of that team, and, and you've seen some of these websites that we built out, when we added tax goddess, now you have a full estate, financial, and tax planning team that on the surface, you know, from the from the perspective client or current client's perspective, like all of a sudden, wow, you're this big organization, essentially, without you having to be a specialist in all these things. So you want to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, how you work with, you know, the advisors and how we uh, we plan on being able to bring that out to them and, and maybe expand upon that a little bit? Absolutely. Well, and I think you hit on a very prime point, which is there are two different ways to deal with your clients, right? One of them is to hide them behind a shield. These are my clients and only the knowledge that I have, and I have everything that I need for that client. And I mean, I'll be the first to admit, I don't do financial planning. I don't do insurance planning, right? I am a CPA. I'm a tax strategist. My job is to bring in tax strategy. So you get the other side of that, which is the people that say, listen, I don't know all of the things. I cannot be a full fiduciary for my client and bring all of, <clears throat> all of that knowledge. I need a team and I need a good team, right? So who can I find? Who can I trust to be a part of this good team? And so I think once you move into and, and you know, I mean, those are your listeners here, right? The people that want to learn and they want to have knowledge and they want to have a team that helps their clients bring these top notch strategies in, in all the different arenas. Um, once you get to that point, now it's a question of, OK, so how does this actually work? As you're saying, right, how, how does this how does this thing work? So from my you know, tax status specific viewpoint, we would want to interview you as the financial advisor, right? Because you have a lot of knowledge about that client. What are their hopes? What are their dreams? What's the family structure? Do they have a trust, right? You, you know a lot of this stuff already. What are they invested in, right? Is it all IRAs? Is it, you know, what, what are we looking at? And then we come in, look at the tax returns, run some analysis, run some numbers, get back with you and say, listen, we're seeing 20 tax strategies that we could implement are any of these going to stub toes with you? You know, we want to make sure we're all on the same page. Then let's go talk to the client. Let's go present these to the client. So. Yeah. And I know, and I know that's obviously, you know, the 30,000 foot overview or, or the yeah. readers flip notes, whichever 
way you want to look at it, right? Um, but that's what's awesome. And then that was a thing that I recognized early on. I'm just like, well, how did I get so blessed to be able to get introduced to Shauna, the tax goddess? And we will definitely, and Richards, we'll make sure that you've got. Um, you I have know, the answer for that, Carter. It's easy. You follow your highest excitement. Yeah. The best of your ability with no insistence on a particular outcome. That's the that's the map. That's the thread to follow for life. I'm telling you, that's the new business plan. That's the life plan. Yeah, that that's exactly right. And um, but I, I was just going to say, you know, we we built out a landing page for advisors to go on to learn more about that. I know that we have a you know an entire you know process that they go through to learn all these different things and how you know really. Again, I can't reinforce this enough, right? We have the estate planning side that you know that we do, obviously. And in fact, Tim's parents have gone through that process uh, themselves and they live in mm -hmm. Oregon, right? So, um, you know, we we leverage technology and digital transformation every chance we get. We're, we're big fans of that, right, Shauna? We've been, Tax Goddess has been remote and digital for the past seven years, long before COVID. So absolutely, it's today's day and age. So. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I believe, that the the clients that the advisors want to work with, especially over the last two years, not only have they been forced to become comfortable online, that's their expectation now. Is it the like they wouldn't know? Wait, wait, hold on a second. We got to meet in person, then I got to fill out a bunch of paperwork. I have I, to drive somewhere. Really? Yeah. Gas is seven dollars and fifty five cents a gallon. No, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, so. We'll make sure that we've got the 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 link to our landing page that you know we created and you know co-branded obviously so that we can uh, let advisors learn a little bit more about what it is that you can bring to them and then ultimately working through CSI had that opportunity to not only win the relationship war but really cultivate that relationship when you whenever you combine and Sean let me get your take on this I mean if you're an advisor and you have the resources or the, the team of specialists behind you that have a vested interest in your success, right? They have all the estate tax, financial planning tools needed ever for a household. Why would any advisor not want to tap into a, an ecosystem like that? Why? You can't ask me the question the other way. Like, isn't that a good idea? <laughs> Why? Why would they not want? Well, to? it's it's. I guess it's sort of a rhetorical question, question right? Yeah, but, because honestly, I mean, there's nothing that comes to mind, right? I mean, let me, ask, let me ask it this way. Then I'll ask it a different way. Could you imagine being an advisor who was competing against that advisor who had that? No, you wouldn't win. I mean, flat out, plain and simple. And and I'm just speaking right now from what the tax side can bring to an advisor, right? We get to make you look like a superhero, flat out superhero. Because there's only, like I said, there's only 607 people in the entire US that is trained to do what we do, right? And we're at the top of the top of the top of the top of that chain, okay? So you as an advisor, by working with somebody like us, right? From that tax strategy standpoint, we can help your clients find 30, 50, 100, $200,000 in tax savings per year, per year. You as the advisor get to go back to your client and say, yeah, so you know that expert that I know that I called in, um, she found you like $80,000 a year that we now get to put into your retirement. You get to retire three years early because we made this move. So do you compete? No, you're not even in the same stratosphere at that point. Yeah, yeah. So um, 
if you will, because I know we're coming up on uh, on our, our our last commercial break and everything, I'd like for you to, and you can get as deep as you want to, or you know, granular, or as high level as you want to. But um, would you share just a little bit of the masters um, concept that we talk about? I know on a regular basis because the first time I heard that, uh, here we are, Tim. We're back talking about golf again. <laughs> This one's worth it though, Tim. Trust me, by the okay. end of this, you'll be smiling. Okay. You'll be smiling. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so you hit on one of my favorites. Okay. Uh, the master's. So it goes by multiple names. It either goes by the master's exemption, uh, the Augusta rule. Um, now, if you know golf at all, and if you've been listening to Carter and Tim, you know golf. Okay. The master's tournament is held in Augusta, Georgia. Okay. And effectively what happened this is one of my favorite bits about being an American, right? So let me just say this right now. I love being an American for this exact reason, okay? If the government writes a rule for themselves, it's also a rule for you as a taxpayer. The rule is the rule is the rule, period. So at that golf tournament, you have a lot of big, beautiful homes, huge, beautiful homes, and they are owned by senators, congresspeople, right? The people that write the laws and do the things in government, okay? This rule, this Augusta rule, this master's exemption, you are allowed to rent out your, your home, any home you own, whether it's your primary home, second home, cabin, boat, there's, there's some cool things, your RV, okay? You're allowed to rent out a home for up to 14 days a year, and any rental income that you earn on that is 100% tax-free. Now, many people, they hear that and they're like, well, that's really cool, but like, I don't want some random stranger in my house. Why would I rent out my, my home to somebody I don't know? You know, what if they rip the pipes out of the wall, you know, throw a crazy party, something like that. Your business, if you have an LLC or a partnership or an Inc, your business is considered a separate person from yourself in the eyes of the tax code, which means that your business can rent your home from you for business events, networking events, staff meetings, any kind of business related event okay now i think my favorite use of this up to 14 days a year completely tax-free so i'm going to use my home as an example i live in scottsdale which is a very nice part of the state where i live okay the rental rates on my home are 3500 a day so if i hold 14 events a year i'm allowed to pull out $49,000 of tax-free income for my business just by holding business meetings at my house. Or one 14-day big extravaganza. I have had clients that have invited people in and done like a two-week mastermind at their property, invited five, six of their clients, that kind of thing. Perfect. Perfect. And it's 100% tax-free. And then and when you get audited, what do you have to do to prove that? Uh, I would recommend that you take pictures, have a sign-in sheet, maybe, right? Have some sort of proof that this was a business event, okay? Uh, but yeah, this is not even an auditable flag. This is not something that's going to go flag the IRS. You know, Carter, you know, the one thing we didn't talk about is the aggression scale. Can I talk about that right now? Uh, trust me, that was the very next thing I was going to have you do, just so oh, you know. Great minds, great minds. So, Tim, let me answer the question this way. In my world, there's an aggression scale. And the aggression scale goes from zero to 10. And this aggression scale is related to tax strategies, okay? Zero, meaning the IRS will never call you never ever unless it's a random audit, because that can happen, 
10, meaning we're all going to jail. Okay. We don't, we don't want to go to jail. I just, Tim, Tim shifting in a seat. We're not going to jail, Tim. We're good. We're not shifting in seats. We're fine. Tax goddess always asks our clients, the people we're speaking to, where do you and your spouse want to sit on that scale? Do you want to be at a two? Do you want to be at a six? Do you want to be at an eight? So tax goddess sits at an eight. We are crossing all the T's, dotting all the I's. You might get a call from the IRS, but even if you do, we have all the backup, all the documentation. Here's why it's okay. Here's what we're doing. Black and white, written down, we have it. Okay. So when you ask about something like that, like, oh, so what happens when you get audited? The master's exemption is a black and white rule. It is a level zero. Never going to call you, never, ever, unless it's a random audit, which can happen. It is a level zero because it is written black and white in the law. Senators use it. Congressmen use it. Everybody always asks me, well, how do you get people that only pay 2%? Our current average for our clients is 6.92% income tax. Our clients generally make over $500,000 a year. So the are you are you are you beside because this this sounds like the strategies I was using when I was a financial advisor. So are you also yeah. uh, work using Puerto Rico at all? Yes, it depends. So let me back up my favorite answer and the answer I believe should always be the answer in tax is it depends. Mm-hmm. What are you doing in Puerto Rico? One of the biggest things that's happening right now is you have all these cryptocurrency millionaires, right? That all the gains on their cryptocurrency happen before they move to Puerto Rico. If the gains happened before you moved, moving to Puerto Rico is not going to help you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how else do we get around that? We use something like a DST, a deferred sales trust. There's a million and one ways to skin the cat. And the question is, what are you trying to get to? What is the true goal of where you're trying to go? There you go, Tim James. That answers that question. Yeah, I can tell you guys listening right now from a, a former financial advisor and something like that. I I had a hard time finding somebody like uh, Shauna. I really did. It's most of them are the CPAs out there. No offense, but the reality is, is that there's no tax planning. It's tax reaction mode. It's after December 31st and they've, they're working 16, 17, 18 hour days. They're sleeping on their couch in their office. They're not worried about saving you money. They're just trying to get the freaking tax returns process and get it out the door so they can go on vacation and go to Vegas and blow off the steam. I mean, that's the reality of it. So it's really important to work with somebody. And when we started working with um, uh, uh, attorneys, um, you know, um, that were like tax attorneys, specifically tax attorneys, that actually read the code, read the code, that boring, the hieroglyphics and stuff that nobody wants to read. And how many pages is that now? It's like 400, 800. Like, yeah. But it's Bible paper thin. I mean, it's like 80,000 pages. Yeah, 80,000. It's, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's ridiculous, right? So most people, <clears throat> yeah. well, even the CPAs were scared. So when we started working with the tax attorneys and stuff like that, we would, the, a person would go to their CPA and their CPA like, oh, I don't think it's, it's not safe. Don't do it. Because it was just like, it's, it's like a, a doctor and you go to a doctor and you're like, um, you know, what do you think about me changing my diet? Oh, no, don't rock the boat. You know, just you know, take some vitamins and, uh, yeah, I, I'll, I should do that. Too. I should take my own advice. You know, yeah, just, just keep doing what you're doing. You don't have to worry about that crap. Um, we're just going to cut your leg off. You know, it's just like, where's, they just don't know. They just don't know. So when they don't know, and, the, and a lot of times the CPAs would get all freaked out because they thought 
we were trying to steal the client away from them. It's like, no, dude, we're or do that. We're trying to educate you yes. to help you help your client save taxes. Yes. Because one job as an individual is to go out and make money. You have another job. You're not the other second job is to make sure that you spend the least amount as you can in taxes. There's two yeah. jobs. Yeah. Like, so why would you work so hard and, and make this money and then basically just give it away? And we found out statistically, as I don't know what the new numbers are, but it was over 80% of people were paying too much in taxes. Oh, yeah. Because they're worried, they're scared. And, and I mean, they think, this, go ahead. At this point, we've run over 39, I think at this point, over 3,900 plans, 100 plans. And these things are big 200 to 800 pages. It's 12 months to gather the data and do it proper and get all the, and you're exactly right. We have CPAs coming back saying, no, 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 that's not legal. You can't do it. And of course our research is, well, here's the black and white tax code right here where it says that it can on the piece of paper from the IRS, right? Here's where it says you can. CPAs, many CPAs, not all CPAs, right? And I'm with you. I love my CPA brethren. Don't get me wrong, but they are there to file the tax return. That's yeah, it. and guess That's what, people job. listening that are not financial advisors, or even if you are a financial advisor, you might not know this, but the CPA is not responsible for your tax return. You're the one signing it. So what I would always do is I would go get two CPAs for me personally, <laughs> and I would have them both um, do my tax return. I tell them, look, I got another CPA doing my tax return, but I'm paying you both, and then we're going to have a little meeting, and I'm going to have you guys talk so I can watch and learn, and then I'm going to pay you both, and then we're going to submit one of the two. It doesn't really matter. And <laughs> Oh, that brought some accountability to the table. Like they had to like step it up a little bit, sharpen it, sharpen the sword a little bit. Anyway, I finally found a tax attorney who actually took our advice, worked with the tax, or excuse me, a CPA that worked with the tax attorneys. And he called me and said, Hey, Tim, I just want to let you know, I, that was really awesome for introducing me to those people. I saved $70,000 last year in taxes by working with those tax attorneys. And um, I'm now implementing that with the clients that it's a fit for. It's not a fit for all of them. But those strategies and stuff that you shared uh, were a fit for me. And it's, it's, I was like, okay, dude, well, I should get like a free tax return, right? Nope, that didn't happen. <laughs> oh, come on, come on. <laughs> but, no, he took, he but it's awesome. So he's my CPA now. And I'm actually looking for CPA too. And I think they just found it. So I'm just saying from a financial advisor standpoint, like, and from just a, a consumer standpoint, like everybody's listening to this. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you are a very blessed individual. If you're looking for tax help, I can just, I, I'm just telling you, like I've been down the round the block, kind of know what's going on a little bit about this stuff. I'm telling you, like, it's probably a good idea to get a, at least a, a introductory quote or something. Just hook up with, follow her process, whatever she says to do, go through it and then study it. And then it'd probably be a good thing for you. That's my you know, gut feeling. Yeah. Well, and again, Richard, here, here's the deal. We're going to make it real easy. Our show notes will absolutely have the landing page that we have that talks about how many millions of dollars that the tax goddess has saved clients and counting. 523 million. I'm there saying. you go. Yeah. There you go. Say that number one awesome. time. Say it Do you have a counter up on your website? Do I have a what? A save, money saved counter. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Right now we're, uh, well, and I need to update it again because we just delivered a $24 million plan. So now we're at what? 547, $547 million. Good stuff. $547 million saved, baby. Yes, sir. Heading towards there that B with is. a billion. Hey, Tim, hey now, now you know why I was so excited to be able to have the tax goddess on here. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I told you, I, I sort of forewarned you that I was like, I said, Hey, you remember our last uh, uh, guest that we had on the show and how bubbly she was. I said, I got another one for you. 
Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Pretty awesome. You know what I might suggest doing is on your um your website where you put the five hundred and twenty three million. This website's very well laid out. Maybe put another dot zero zero behind it just to really clarify that. Cause so I mean some people might think it's five hundred and twenty three thousand or something. Good but point. Oh, thank you. I will take that back. Let's make you know, it look bigger than it, it, really than it well, this is one of the benefits of having a team, right? Because this is the other side. You were talking about the CPAs sleeping on their couch 16 hours a day, right? Tax goddess, at this point, we now have 70 people, seven zero globally <clears throat> that work on and for our clients, right? So this is not, you're not getting one CPA sitting in a dark corner with eye shades that can only focus on preparing a return. We have an entire team. So, so these, go ahead. Well, I'm just saying like, Let's say somebody's got like some vanilla business. They do a million a year and, you know, they're not really taking advantage of it. What's an average, uh, um, what's the cost with working for you? I'm sure it's a sliding scale. It all depends on the hours. It depends. It always depends. Answer. It depends. <laughs> and so let's back up. So we don't bill by the hour. We bill by results, period. Mm. Okay. So it depends on which strategies we can use in your particular instance. Okay. So if you're married, that's going to give us one set of strategies. If you have children that are older than the age of seven, <clears throat> different set of strategies. You mentioned this person has a business. That million dollars, is that a million dollars gross or is that a million take home? Uh, let's okay. just say gross. Gross. Okay. So let's assume they're taking home 250000 a year. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. right. Uh, what do you want to do with your money? Do you want to buy real estate? Do you want to buy crypto? Do you want to fund a defined benefit plan? Do you want to put it into life insurance, which is thinking amazing? You know, what do you actually want to do? What do you want out of your life? So are you, 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 you it sounds like you know a lot of stuff about universal index life, right. banking, becoming your own bank, doing all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a part of the great. reason why financial advisors absolutely love us. You because you guys, well, you guys are going to your clients all day. You need this. You need this. You need this. It's awesome. And the clients, unfortunately, hear it's insurance. Oh, no, I don't want to be sold on something or whatever. Yeah, when, CPA a CPA, when a CPA comes in who does understand and understands the power, i.e. the team at Tax Goddess, it's sold. You're done. So if right? That, if that person has 250000 a year in net income and they're like, yeah, I want to get into rental properties. Are you instructing them to like set up a, a self-directed 401k? Would you like to just cover my, my spiel, Tim? I love it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Self-directed self retirement. Now, you know, that's why what you're trying to approach and where you're trying to go, those goals are so important. Because mm -hmm. if you think about it this way, a strategic tax coaching program, my job, our job is to make you look poor, super poor. Okay. My yeah. job is to take your profit, put it in accounts that you own, right? That you get a tax deduction for. Okay. Mm -hmm. Problem is if I make you look super poor, it's very difficult to get real estate financing, right? Because you make no money. Yeah. So if you tell me, that's why all these things are so custom and so bespoke per person, right? Because if you tell me that you want to do real estate, we're coming at it from a completely different angle. Mm -hmm. If you tell me that you are a coach and that net 250 take home, you, you don't want to buy real estate. You're just trying to shove it into retirement savings for you, paying for kids, college, do this, do this, do this. I don't need to worry about whether or not you're going to get financing. Would you so do something like this with a client that says, let's say like, okay, this client's going to buy some property, okay. but you're used to keeping them poor. So okay. you, let's just say for two years, you show enough income. 
Yep. Or even even this, maybe you go back and you file an amended tax return and send the IRS money. Okay. Tim, you're one of my favorite people besides Carter. On you, you get you get you get the you get the you get the real estate deal done. They secure the property. Then you go back and then refile back the way it was and get your money back. Have you done stuff like that before, or is that we too much? have we have now? Listen, I like I said, tax goddess. I am a CPA. Tax mm. goddess is a level eight. Crossing those T's, dotting those I's, right? I'm not going to jail. Tim, you're really nice, but I'm not going to jail for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. You as a person need to decide whether that's what you want to do. Because that kind of amending, you know, the IRS is not, they're like the mafia, right? They're not somebody you want on your bad side if they right. realize or understand what it is you're doing. Now, if you have a reason, so let me back up. You might go the other direction with this. You know, we've made you look poor. We've given you the strategies. You've implemented the strategies. You now look poor. You know that you're going to buy some real estate. So you know that your profit needs to be higher. You need to be shown to make some money. For two years, you do the strategies, but you forgot to report them on your tax return. That's a different issue because then you can amend and go, oh, I forgot to report them on my tax return. I'm so sorry. Let me go amend. Okay. Mm -hmm. But these are very, this is like eight and a half, nine. You're kind of pushing the envelope and you as a person yeah. need to decide whether you're going to do that or not. And, you know, Tim, as, as I said, right off the bat, we don't want to break up a happy home. But if your CPA is a level zero, a level two, when you go ask them that question, where do you sit on this aggression scale? And they say zero, two, four, they're never going to sign off on a tax return that does that. It's not mm -hmm. going to happen. Yeah, got so it. You, awesome. Yeah. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, so well I guess that's it. Oh, it's, I'm, I'm, I forgot that's it's my, I guess we're. <laughs> that was a long segment. That was a good one, though. Yeah, no, and, and Carter speechless. Yeah, well, I am speechless. But again, this this is this is the reason why I I love being able to bring on these types of guests on the show and everything. And I was super excited. Like I said, I'm excited about all the guests come on. But I was really excited about having Shauna come on because I knew that she was going to impart her wisdom, and you were going to have some great uh, things that you were going to learn, Tim, which is. I believe we're getting ready to go into this. Yeah, so this is cool. So we're going to take a quick break. And, Shauna, when we get back, we'll let you ask me any question you can on health. And I'm really excited because I think that you're going to, um, just like I'm gravitating toward your your vibrational frequency and what you're doing in your career, I think you're going to really vibrate to what I'm doing over here in the health space. And I'm going to show you, actually, how you can help all of your employees with a real true health plan that they can do that's self-directed. We'll be right back. You want the absolute best for yourself and you want it to be easy. That's why we created Green 85. It helps with detoxifying the body gently. We're proud it's chemical free, unlike almost all other supplements you'll find. Bottom line, Green 85 will get you healthier. We look forward to hearing what Green 85 did for you. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Enrichers? Tim James here. I'm back with my co-host, Carter Wilcoxon. We have the tax goddess in the house. And uh, now it's time to flip the script. So, Shauna, you can ask me anything you want about health. Okay. I am dying to know. So I, I'm hoping you're going to be able to help me here. So every day... 
and this is not Starbucks. So for those of you that can't see us, go watch the YouTube, wherever the video is posted. This is not Starbucks, but I fill one of these Trenta Starbucks cups with soda water mixed with apple cider vinegar. And I probably drink four or five of those a day, right? I think they're- And soda water? So, soda water, so the, you know, water, but probably you've got one of those soda stream things or whatever, right? Uh, so I have two questions with relation to this, okay? The first one is, one day I ran out of apple cider vinegar. I needed to go to the store. I was trying to drink regular water. I did not feel satisfied at all. I felt like I was dying of thirst. Can you have too much apple cider vinegar? Too much apple cider vinegar. Nobody's ever asked me that question before. Uh, that's, that's a really good one. Um, well, I don't know. I have to be honest. I, that, that's a, that's a stumper. Nobody's ever asked me that. I'd have to really think about that. I mean, a little bit with water is therapeutic. Um, I do know that, you know, you shouldn't have apple cider vinegar with meals because it's counterintuitive actually cancels out digestive enzymes, which you don't want to do that because that's turns your digestion and absorption of nutrients into fermentation and gently gut rot, you know, no big deal. Um, but um, I thought you were going to go down a different question. But what I do want to say, number one, is I, I really commend you for having your little container and having the thought process of water and going the next step with the apple cider vinegar. I think that's great. Two things, though, that I do need to share with you that are be very valuable for you. Number one, never, ever, 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 ever drink out of plastic, right? Even if it says BPA-free, because BPA is just one of 30-some-plus xenotoxins. There's BPB, BPC, BPD, BPE, BPF, GHHJKMLP, right, all the way down. And they're just all bad for you. So when you drink out of water, you're actually um, – the, the plastic is actually off-gassing these estrogen-mimicking chemicals that disrupt hormones. And for women, you know, that can lead to things like breast cancer, or cervical cyst, uterine cyst, ovarian cyst, things like this. Um, and just throwing off your hormones. There's so many Hashimoto's and Graves' disease thyroid issues going on today. Uh, we're just too many estrogens, right? Um, and it doesn't come, you think about this, plastics, it's, it's so pervasive, just to give you an idea, we, we talk about this, 1,500 miles into the interior in pristine lakes, the water researchers are finding that two and two and a half inch fish have both male and female organs today. Why? Because of the amount of estrogen mimickers from microplastics. Where is this stuff coming from? Well, if you look on the uh, Pacific uh, Ocean, there's something called the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Have you heard of that? I think so, yeah. It's like a huge floating landmass of plastic, plastic, yeah. right? And, and the sun's UV rays are hitting that, and it's breaking down and decomposing. And these microplastics, that's one way it comes in. The other way it comes in is that, you know, clothing. If you're not wearing natural fiber clothing, even after 1,000 washes, they're still off-gassing 97% of these estrogen-mimicking uh, hormonal disruptors, right? And when you wash those clothes, those microplastics come off the clothing and they go out through the drain and they go back in the ecosystem. So think about everybody, the nylons, the polyesters, the microfibers, the lycra bras, all these things under panties and little, you know, tidy whities the boys are wearing, but maybe they're organic cotton, but they were sprayed in chemicals. Most people don't understand or know that cotton is the second most sprayed crop in the world behind sugar, sugar cane. And you're, you know, you're off gassing estrogen mimickers from the crude oil that they use to make those chemicals out of, right? So, so number one, always drink out of glass or stainless steel. I prefer glass because I actually have a water system that charges my water with molecular hydrogen 
and then stainless steel will, you know, it'll just polarize it or whatever and just takes the charge out. But so I do glass. Number two, um, the carbonated water, I would stop that immediately because carbonated water is not something natural in nature. And it's actually over time, it's going to um, decalcify you. Basically, it's going to weaken your bones. It's going to lead to osteoporosis, osteopenia. Um, weak, brittle bones long-term because it uh, that's just what it does, right? So I learned that at the Hippocrates Health Institute in West Palm Beach, Florida years and years ago. And um, so the best thing to do, and the only water or, or nutrient, or excuse me, the liquid that your body wants is water, just water from nature. It doesn't really want anything else, right? And, and, and a lot of times the reason why people don't like water is because the quality of the water is terrible. I mean, it's terrible. We have things like Flint, Michigan, and that's not an isolated incident. So the reality that I've learned in the last 11 years is that our water, no matter where it is, even if you go to a spring, you think, wow, this is amazing spring water. Well, it might have some minerals in there that could cause hardening of the arteries and gallstones and kidney stones. Or it could have an underwater aquifer that's feeding it, and they could be fracking 200 miles away, and the chemicals could be coming up and heavy metals and stuff. So water today, in my opinion, is sacred. It uh, is the lubricant of life. Um, everything needs it. And we're so polluted today that I think that everybody should have their water purified, even better, triple purified. And then if you're on city tap water, you have to restructure that water so it becomes absorbable again because the high-pressure pipes in the city have um, uh, made the molecules basically cluster up too much, and they don't go through the intestinal lining that well. And we end up with um, you drink a lot of water, but you're just peeing it all out. Right? You're not really getting it into the system. So this has been a game changer for me, um, learning this, um, and I've been purifying my water for 11 for 11 years, and I've been restructuring my water since 2008. So those are a couple big takeaways for you. Okay, thank you. And here I was thinking, oh, it's just such a nice cut because it's so light to pick up, but um, yeah, I'll go change that. So thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, those are like those are like super hacks, and believe me, I've got hundreds of them just like you of the tax code. I have this. Like nature code, I've learned, and I can I can drop 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 that on you. Yeah, it's one thing that I that I learned from Tim that he basically forced me. I, so I used to drink my water. I'd bring a refill in a plastic jug because I had handles. Now I had to get you know my moonshine bottle looking right, and then and then. Are you I, sure that's not vodka? Just second. I promise. Um, <laughs> it might be from time to time. Um, no, it's moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then and then I was like, well, I don't want to you know drink out of this. It's heavy, right? So then I poured into this. But it's glass. I told my wife, I said, hey, Christina, go get me a glass container from uh, from wherever. And then, of course, you got me the, the pretty pink one. But anyway, mm -hmm. but it is glass. Cool. Any other questions about health? Anything? You good? I, you know, the only other thing that I was trying to research, um, I'm hearing so much about, you know, we we don't necessarily get all the proper electrolytes in what we eat or, or whatever that is. And so I've been seeing combinations between uh, magnesium uh, Redmond salt and something else, which is killing me. Um, it, the long story short is these electrolytes. This is just going to say that there is so much stuff out there. I don't even know what's the truth. Let's go with that. So if you're drinking straight up water, right, and I get it uh, restructuring and filtered and, and these kinds mm -hmm. of things, are you getting the electrolytes you need? Do you need to supplement? Well, so it's a really good question. And, you know, electrolytes, you just mentioned a couple of them, essential minerals, sodium, calcium, potassium, that kind of stuff, right? So mm -hmm. it's pretty important to have that kind of stuff. 
um, sports drinks and stuff like that. They promise to replace those things like Gatorade, but that's a super duper poor choice. Um, not good at all. And I used to eat, drink it when I was playing baseball, but, um, it, it's, it's really bad. I mean, I can't even tell you how bad it is, but it's pretty bad. Like the gears they use to make to mixing at the mixing plants, the guy that, um, owned that place told me, he said that the Gatorade ate the gears the fastest, uh, even faster than Pepsi and Coke and that kind of stuff. So, um, so, you know, yeah, salt is really important. Um, I think s- small amounts. So yeah, the, the Redmond, I would do mind salt or the Himalayan salt. You don't want to do sea salt. Um, and, uh, um, you know, you're going to get it if you're eating a, a vegetables and stuff like that's important. But for me, what I do is I do a lot of raw coconut water. It's just the easiest, like, especially cause I sauna every day. So I, I drink at least 16 ounces of raw coconut water a day. Got it. And, and the key word the- there is raw, 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 raw. Okay. It means okay. unpasteurized. They do, there, there are some companies that will actually, they use a, a pressurized pasteurization system that, you know, satisfies the FDA and that kind of stuff. So it kills all everything, but without, you know, heating it up like um, they do with pasteurization. And when you heat it, you change it and just basically turn it into a sugar mess. But um, yeah, raw coconut water is good. Um, what I do with my water is I drink it. And then when I'm done, I take a little of that Himalayan salt and I just throw it under my tongue, just a little tiny pinch. And that's one way that I do it. But a lot of these essential nutrients are, are in fresh living foods. So the fresher your food, the healthier food, you're going to get a lot of that stuff directly um, from the food. Okay, cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Well, let, let me just throw out just real quick because um, I, I hopped in mine today. The last meeting that we had, I was talking all about our sauna, right, Tim, that you know, for six months, you're like, did you get your sauna yet? Did you get your sauna yet? Did you get your sauna yet? So Tim, obviously, huge fan of this infrared sauna. And I showed you guys a picture in our, in our last meeting and everything. But um, Tim, I want to go ahead and just, will you expand upon a little bit? I, I was just telling, you know, Shauna and the rest of the, the gang that we were having that meeting. I'm like, look, I said, I said, if you, if you care about weight loss, if you care about more energy, if you care about, uh, you know, sex drive, if you care about, you know, uh, better appetite and you know, better looking skin, better pain, looking skin, inflammation reduction, recovering faster, sleeping better, um, everything. So yeah, that I've saunas have been going in my life for, for over nine years, I've actually been a, a sauna dealer for a, a major sauna distributor and they, the big wooden box saunas, and they're awesome. Yeah. Um, the only problems we've had with them that I've noticed selling them is that people trying to find space for them. Number one. Number two, when they, they're they more expensive, they're like 3500 to 6500 depending on your sauna. Um, I mean, 2500 for the little single units or whatever. But um, And they're heavy, right? They weigh a couple hundred pounds or 650 pounds. So installation, all right? Somebody that's uh, you know 90 years old, that's not going to be easy to put that sucker in, right? Or 50 or whatever. Or maybe, they, maybe they're injured. Also, then you have to, um, if they're larger units, then you have to get more electrical stuff done so that could be 500 to 1500 bucks for an electrician so anyway they're awesome it adds up but we found um i found a little sauna that is basically broke a natural law so i just want to put i always say to put this in context like imagine all three of us right now we just start flying around okay we would be breaking a law of gravity that's how profound this technology is with the sauna so these taiwanese researchers through meditation they're actually very spiritual downloaded these computer processors built them and they worked and they were able to blank, excuse me, break Planck's law. 
you can look it up. It's kind of over my head, like it's super heady, but it has to do with wavelength frequencies. And they're able to actually concentrate and get 98% pure infrared. No other sauna can even do this. It's not even close. So what you end up with is you have a sauna that's able to raise your core temperature two to three times more than any other sauna and excite the water molecules in your body and excite your blood molecules way six to nine times more than any other sauna because the vibrational frequency of water in nature is infrared, specifically at eight microns. So they're able to target that with this sauna and end result is, is it increases blood flow huge because uh, things are moving, but the blood molecules, because they're mostly made of water, they vibrate and they shrink and they get smaller. Now they can get out into capillaries where they have dormant capillaries that they haven't been able to get before or in a while and bring nutrients and oxygen to the skin, as an example, or deep into the organ systems to rejuvenate. And as the blood flows in there, then it will start cleaning up this toxic mess of the pollution that we're all experiencing today from the air and the water uh, that's in the food supply, right? All the chemicals and the acid rain and the, and the glyphosate and the automobile exhaust and the jet fuel, all the things we're breathing in. And this stuff starts coming out of you, like literally. And I saw heavy metals is another thing. I've, I had, when I switched after nine years on this new sauna, I had for five months heavy metals pouring out of me into the towel. Like all this gray crap was coming out. I was like, holy crap. I mean, I've done detoxes and cleanses and liver flushes and kidney flushes and five-day juice fasts and 11-day water fast and 40 days just on my green 85 formula. I'm like, I've done all kinds of, I'm always doing crazy stuff that's actually kind of common sense once you learn about it. I'm doing everything I can to rejuvenate my body and be healthy and, and live a long life and be an example for others too. And, and um, so these saunas are, for, for me, so powerful that we actually made them, uh, it's a requirement now when somebody comes in for our VIP one-on-one -on -one coaching and they pay thousands a month to, be a, to get coached one-on-one, -on -one, handheld VIP, but then they also um, have to be on our products. So that's an additional cost. And then I make them buy a sauna. I want them to do all those three because I know if they do those three things, if they get on our products and then they listen to our guidance and they get into that sauna and at the end of six months, I mean, it's going to be, they're going to look at least five years younger and they're going to feel 10 years younger. No question. And what's that worth? I mean, what would you pay for that? I mean, it's like, and then you can take this knowledge with you for the rest of your life because once you got it, you have it. And these are just, it's a lifestyle. It's just like now that you learn about tax planning and tax strategizing, why would you ever want to go back and just pay more? It makes no sense. The same thing <laughs> well, with health. I don't. If they do a tax strategy, they'll have the money to pay for your program. So there we go. That's right. <laughs> and your and programs you are right off because it's health. And if one That's off. right. Yeah. And the, the reality is, is like, who the hell cares how much money you got if you have poor health? I, I will yeah. take good health any day over money. In fact, I did. I walked away from a lot of money, millions to do this. And, and, you know, here I am seven years, seven years plus later in the last two years. Now the financial stuff's coming because I've been following my excitement and following my passion. And I, I finally realized, I was like, wow, um, I never thought of this. I didn't, I, I got, I got into this to help people. I didn't get in it for money. Like literally I was like the first, uh, 60 months of my business. I only had two profitable months. I used up all my savings and I was like, I don't even know, like I have nothing like. I had to learn, start learning how to program computers and stuff because I have a tech business that's e-commerce and like because I couldn't afford to pay people anymore. So I had to start learning all this stuff and and um, and it finally came back and now that and I'm like, wow, I I think I'm gonna actually be able to make way more doing this than I was doing the other thing and that's not why I got into it. And the only reason is because it's a the the money the money abundance the financial abundance is simply a byproduct of helping people solve their problems. 
the more people that I help solve their problem, like I help solve my own problem, I will be rewarded for that. And there's nothing wrong with that type of, uh, of abundance. And I'm, I'm open to it. So, but I know it's only one part of the equation, making that money, earning that income. The other equation is keeping it. It's not what you make, it's what you get to keep. <laughs> yes, it is. There you go. And luckily the tax goddess is here to be able to save you and Richard. Thank so. goddess that she's here. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, that's good. Nice work, Tim James. Nice work. So, um, well, I just want to make a CPA. She doesn't even know. Well, I have, I'll have two. You, you have competition, right? So there's two of you. I'm, gonna I'm pay all you good more. to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, um, well, Hey, I just want to make sure I get that, uh, sauna thing in there and everything. Cause I was just chatting about it the other day and, I can only speak so intelligently of it. I just, I just know what it does for me. That's what I can talk about. I know that it's completely elevated my energy level and I have not slept better in because I have two businesses, right? I've got Epic services, CEO running that one, getting that going, CSI financial group, been in business for almost eight years now. You know, I'm raising money. I got all this stuff and like, it's pretty normal for me to wake up at like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning and just start working. Cause I, but I know I need sleep. I know how critically important that is. Ever since, if there was nothing else I've gotten from this, ever since I started doing that sauna, I'm sleeping through the night. In fact, on Saturday, knowing I had nothing to do, I played, you know, I didn't qualify for the immense club championship, which I talked about. Bummer. Um, but I woke up at like 8.30 Saturday morning, knowing I didn't have to get up. I, I can't remember the last time it was like, felt really good. Oh my goodness. It was unbelievable. Me and me and Christina woke up and we're just like, it's like, it feels like it's noon. Like noon. Yeah. <laughs> 830 is like noon. It's dark. It's pitch black when I wake up normally. Right. The fact that it's like bright outside. I'm like, what the heck? What time is it? What happened? So anyway, I just wanted to share my, uh, my own personal testimony on that, Shauna. So anyway, there you have it. You have any other questions for Tim? No, I, I've already gotten enough taken away and I got to go find myself a glass that I like, a glass glass that I like. So. Yeah, just use a mason jar. Those work really well. Okay. Yeah. They're easy to find everywhere. Unless you want to get a fancy glass, that's totally appropriate for the tax <laughs> have, At least I'm thinking at least etched with the goddess symbol mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There, you go. There, there you go. There you have it. Uh, well, hey, Enrichers, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Health and Wealth Podcast. To be able to see all of our previous recordings, make sure to check out our website at www.thehealthandwealthpodcastshow.com and make sure to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast, whether it be Podbean, Google, uh, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Make sure to check that out. And also, you can check out our YouTube if you want to be able to see all of our guests as well. Uh, So for my esteemed, fantastic co-host, Mr. Chemical Free Body, Tim James, I am Carter Wilcoxon, CEO and founder of CSI Financial Group. And uh, we want to go ahead and thank Shauna, the tax goddess, for joining us again. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, gentlemen. It was such a pleasure. Absolutely. Pleasure was all ours. Until next time, Enrichers, have a great rest of your week and live that abundant life. And we'll see you next time on the Health and Wealth Podcast Show. Hey, Enrichers. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Health and Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Carter Wilcoxon. And I'm your host, Tim James. And by God, we are committed to helping you guys have fat wallets, flat bellies. So tune in again for another episode and make sure to like, share, and drink a lot of water. Or beer.
You have just listened to the Health and Wealth Podcast with Carter and Tim. Thank you.